episode four. Can't believe it. I know. Um, so I think this episode, we're going to take a little bit of a different direction to close out Mental Health Awareness Month and just talk about our anxieties. That, and how we first realized yeah, like, that we had anxiety. When we first realized we had anxiety, like Neg said, and like how we processed it and how we've grown from it and where we are now with it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, but do you want to take it away? Sure. Um, okay. So just backtracking. So if you guys have listened to the previous episodes, you know that I have um, OCD. Um, and I first realized I had OCD when I was probably like eight, maybe. So I've had it for almost 20 years. Um, and my anxiety, I first had my first panic attack. Um, (laughs) I was supposed to go to science class and dissect a frog and, I didn't, obviously, because I had a panic attack in the hallway. And I don't think it was about the frog because I'm actually really into science and surgery and, and that sort of But you do love animals. So and maybe, I do love like, animals. I, I really couldn't tell you, like, what it was. Yeah. I mean, but that's how, like, a lot of, like, panic stuff is, is it comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Or else we would all have, like, oh, we won't, we'll avert that thing that totally. causes this panic. Um, but I totally went, like had like a full-blown panic attack, hyperventilated, couldn't feel my hands, like oh, ambulance came. Was it like came. T- tingly hands? Oh, yeah. So I had... Like tingly hands and then do you get the tingly face and lips? Well, so my hands um, became like claws. Oh, shit. Because I just lack of oxygen um, or blood <laughs> flow. And so... I'm not no. laughing. I'm just like, oh, shit. That's terrifying. Uh, yeah, I remember, um, I don't remember what boy it was, but he knew my dad somehow and called my dad, and then they called the ambulance. So I had my dad there in the ambulance, um, and that was really, like, the first start and journey of my anxiety disorder. I um, I worked at an animal hospital during end of high school, first year into college or community college, and um, I would have panic attacks there and they would hook me up to the, like the oxygen there and until the ambulance could come. So literally probably until maybe like two years ago when I would have panic attacks, I would have to have the ambulance called oh to get oxygen um, because I couldn't control. I mean, obviously, like it's hard. couldn't control my breath. Um, my most recent one that I had, I got like so anxious and I was pacing my house, like, Ugh. completely just, like, like, a crazy, like, manic. Like, I felt insane because I knew, like, you know when you have, like, a logical side of you? Like, you're there, but your body is reacting to yeah. the stress. And so you, it's like you have two different, you're watching yourself do something. Yeah. And I ended up, like, passing out and, like, woke up, like, on the floor with my dog around me. So, like, I, I, wait, I think. I remember you called me or texted me. Yeah. Um, I didn't call the ho- ambulance, though. So I didn't bother our firefighters. Although you should always bother your firefighters when you're feeling like you need help. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was my first, um, I mean, anxiety attack in high school. And and I'm sure that I have always had anxiety but probably didn't know 
the name of it just kind of like with OCD like I'd be like eight years old washing my hands like a hundred times like why is she washing your hands oh I don't know why why do I have this intrusive thought I don't know I didn't have a name for it yeah um and I actually often try to like you know it's like you get so good at being able to like just normalize yourself and be like okay this is this is normal for me when it causes so much stress for you and so when you're young and it's just a part of your life you just go with it go with it go with it until you hit 20 something and you really start to like you've seen enough people seen enough ways of life seen enough in your own life and moments of not being anxious that you realize like okay like there's something something going on and accepting that it's like I mean you know like I I haven't opened up about my I've had it for almost 20 years and I'm finally now in um, cognitive behavioral therapy for it and it's really hard to be um to be open about it and to deal with it and admit when I'm like going through a moment of anxious OCD moments because a lot of my OCD will cause my anxiety attacks Mm -hmm. Vicious circle. Yeah, it really is. But I I think that for me, it's like acknowledging it and admitting it and like almost saying it out loud or like telling somebody that I'm working through it so that that way I have um, that way I have like an awareness around it that I'm not just like trying to like hide this like anxious like. I become different it's like you know like somebody sharing my chapstick with me yeah. like if I didn't tell them oh I have OCD like I really don't want to like Neg, share. let me <laughs> almost die of thirst today because I forgot my water when we were driving around and I was like please like you could pour it in my mouth like but, birdie it and okay. she missed my mouth got my shirt all wet it was okay it was hot out but let me just say in my defense because I never share my water with anybody. I didn't drink my water either in solidarity because I felt bad. But those are the things that I'm working through. Like yeah. I, I actively am working through. Yeah, I feel like those moments. If this, if the same case scenario happened two months ago, oh, I you wouldn't been... even would have birdied it. Oh yeah, onto my shirt. You would have been like, no. Yeah, or Stop I would have at a gas station and buy. <laughs> I should have just done that anyway. Or I would have let it, I would have let it happen. And I, inside of myself, would have internalized my feelings and not talked about it. And, and then been completely out of the moment and distant from you. Totally. Because that's what you. I'd be like, okay, go back on the train. Yeah. Well, that's what used to happen to me is like, I would internalize so much of how the anxiety that I was feeling instead of talking about it. And I'm not saying go and talk to every single person that you don't trust, like, because I, I trust you 100%. Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, it's totally, like, it's, it's, it's crazy. I really believe in therapy. Um, because, you know, I think I've felt a lot of shame. Yeah. About, uh, especially OCD, um, because it's such a, it's not a, I don't feel like a lot of people know really how it is. And, um, I felt a lot of shame about it for so long and so just feeling so shameful of um, your mental health issue, you want to hide it more mm. or not deal with it more. 
And so it takes you further away from healing. Yeah, because you don't want to put this on to someone else. Absolutely. So you're like, I'll just, I'll just push it down mm-hmm. so they don't have to deal with it because me dealing with it already is so much to handle. Yeah. Like why bring someone else into it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. What was your first time with anxiety? When was your first time? Um, I think I walked out of the womb with anxiety. <laughs> like straight up like I have had it I was born with it um no uh I really think I have like such a clear memory of it and I think I was like had to be like start around maybe like second or fourth grade Mm -hmm. between there maybe it was third I don't know um my parents had been divorced for a while and whatnot and it was really like clean break like they're still like great friends it was better that they got divorced um and I was never involved and they never talked poorly about each other in front of me or really ever um but I think it was when I would go to the YMCA in my it would be like four o'clock or four thirty, and my dad maybe is like a minute late, mm. and so I would start to panic and be like, "Oh my god, I'm left here! Like, where? Like, where are they? Where are they? Like, something happened to my dad. It was oh. anxiety about other people, and not so much like." I wasn't having anxiety about myself. It was like, what happened to my dad? Where is he? Is he okay? He, like, something bad happened yeah. to him. Like, he, we would go to the mall or go out to dinner and whatever. And he's like, okay, I have to go to the bathroom. And I was like, okay. And I remember we were at the Mission Viejo Mall, like, after it got all redone. And we were in the food court. And we both went into the bathroom, separate bathrooms, And I remember getting out before him and I remember a guy walking into the men's room and I was like, excuse me. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, can you see if there's a mic in there? It's my dad. And he was probably in there for like five minutes. There was probably like a line. And my dad comes out and he's like, what? What's wrong? Like, and he didn't know, like. Yeah, exactly. And I think he didn't want me to think that I was worrying because I was so young. He's like, it's fine. You're fine. Like. I'm fine. I'm yeah. fine. Like, he also had a heart condition. Um, he thought he was having a panic, or he was having a panic attack, but he thought he was having, like, a heart attack around that same oh, time. So I think I was probably worried that he was... I wasn't around when he had that. Like, he was driving to work, and but I remember him, like, telling me and right. stuff like that. And he's like, I have to take this medicine now. And he still takes it, but it's, like, a very low dosage. Um, but I think maybe... I internalized it as like he's gonna have a heart attack yeah I'm not sure but I don't know I've had very different stages of anxiety like so that was like elementary school thinking something's wrong with them middle school uh probably like when I started like having like because like um my hypochondria mm-hmm. like I've always been. Yeah. Like thinking something was wrong with you yeah. instead. Uh-huh. Did it stop 
the anxiety about like something happening to no i think i just like added a added different onto it. La- a layer um i still like worry about my parents always as everyone does you yeah. know um but i think high school was like a whole different set of anxiety um i think a lot of people have anxiety in high school just just to it's like, stressful fit in it's like you're a freshman but you're going to school with 18 year olds they're adults mm-hmm. you know and it's just how to navigate that I had my uh sophomore year when I was telling you my heart palpitation mm-hmm. like ambulance firefighters had to come <laughs> had to get an EKG I'm fine but you know um yeah I'm just trying to like think back like I think the main thread of my anxiety, though, and I had no idea until you and I had like a really deep conversation a few months back ago, a few months back um, at my other apartment is like you have a fear of being left. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I do. Yeah. I don't know why. I feel like crying. No, it's funny. My fear is being alone. Yeah. So I understand. It's it's terrifying. Yeah. Sorry. No. Don't apologize. And like I've never been left alone. Like no one has like left me. Right. You know. So I don't know. I think it's also from being left and this is like getting so deep. It's like a therapy session for me right now. Um, We could cut like this. no absolutely not um you're a very pretty crier thanks i'm not like kim kardashian ugly cry <laughs> um being left being left and which intertwines with me not thinking i'm good enough mm-hmm. well that makes perfect sense yeah. though if you think about it yeah because so. it's like well if i'm not good enough then somebody something or somebody will leave me yeah Right? I mean, that totally makes... I understand the connection in the brain. Yeah. So, like, freshman year, I was always at my friend's house. Because my mom worked a lot. And my dad worked a lot, too. You know, single parents have to, like, take care of their kid and whatnot. Um, And I remember... My friend Jessica's mom dropped me off at home and I like physically like couldn't walk inside my house because I wasn't um, I was going to be alone because my mom was still at work. How old were you? You said uh, 14, 14. Yeah. So like I like physically could not step inside my house because I knew that my mom wasn't there. Yeah. Did, did you end up like. I, I mean, I ended up going in, but it was just like, a, I remember my body like stopped like at the door. Like I couldn't like go in. It was so strange. That only, sorry guys, my cats are like going wild right now. <laughs> um, if you hear any noise, like one's like about to jump up onto the. I love it. They're cabinets playing hardcore the parkour. Kitchen, they're nuts. Um. But I that only happened to me once. That feeling. That feeling. Where you were like, I can't walk in. Yeah. 
Hmm. You know. But it's shit this episode be called like hike is therapy session <laughs> her like coming to terms with everything mine too i mean mine is focused like i realized that my biggest fear is being alone yeah um and it it stems out of it, it that's i think where my ocd stems out of is like fear of getting something or being contaminated in a way and or spreading contamination to where like i'm just like this disgusting being that yeah. nobody will want to be with and it's because we're so, like, the way I see your fear of being left is, like, you have so much, like, love in your heart. And that's, like, I think if you were a cold-ass bitch, you wouldn't care at all. <laughs> yeah. But no, you're a bad-ass bitch. A bab. <laughs> bab. Who are you? You're such a bab. Oh, thank you. Um, but so what, like, did you, how was it, like, going on like as you know as for like in the high school and continue oh, okay so then I think that's when like my intrusive thoughts started to enter Weaving. yeah so layer on layer layer on layer you just like oh you get over one anxiety and you think it's over and then another one hits you right in the face you're of like course. no um I remember specifically this one time and this is where like this is I mean I really haven't shared this with anyone and because that's it's an intrusive thought and sure um so I remember oh god I won't get too much into detail yeah um but it was my ex-boyfriend was on my computer and he was on my space and I walked by and I saw that he was talking to his ex-girlfriend and my first intrusive thought was like I could just stab him right now because I was so mad. And then I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my am God. I evil am I a murderer? Because I could st- say that in my head. Say, say that in my head. Never like pictured it. Never had no. these like gruesome thoughts, but just was like, oh, I'm so mad. I could like stab him in the face right now. Yeah. Yeah. So like having that thought, I was like, oh, my God, I'm this like cold blooded murderer. Like I could think of doing that to someone but that's such a scary feeling too yeah and I wasn't gonna tell anyone because it's it's quote unquote a bad thought a, a bad weird thought, thought. And yeah like I didn't want to tell anyone and I didn't want anyone to be like okay well she's unstable so we need to like hospitalize her. hospitalize her and that was oh my god guys I'm so sorry kitties like you guys getting in trouble um yeah, so that was for years. I thought I Something was was wrong with you. Yeah, because of that intrusive thought, and then I would just be like, and then it just would spiral and be like, well, I had that one thought, and then I feel like I would just like make myself like think things, and then it became into like an OCD. Like if I don't lock my door or check my doors three times, then something, then I will mm-hmm. do something bad. Oh, that's the worst. It traps you into such a gnarly like cocoon yeah um and it it's it's I can just relate so strongly to that um just because it's I like to um like talking about it with my therapist and like the idea that like you're like a rock the world around you is like the ocean and then the clouds are your thoughts 
So you're still here and you're still stable and the clouds just move. The thoughts just move. Mm -hmm. You don't get to control what cloud comes in. Mm -mm. You don't get to to control whether it's a rain cloud, whether it's uh, this, that, and the fifth cloud. You don't get to control it. You can control how your rock stays and that's it. But you're not, not a rock because your cloud is raining. Yeah. You're not, not a rock because your cloud has a bird flying through it. I mean, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. you're still the rock. You're still the person. Yeah. Um, and it's, it just makes you feel so alone. Yeah. And because a lot of people, because it's so fearful and the, the words around it and those sort of things can be so triggering, it makes people isolate and retrieve more to where people don't talk about it. Yeah. And because people don't talk about it, more and more people yeah. are alone. Yeah. I didn't want to talk about it because I didn't want people to think I was fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, absolutely. Like, you can't, like, think about it. Like, if you would have maybe said, told it to somebody who doesn't understand mental health, doesn't have an open mind, doesn't have anything, like, or if they're going through something and it freaks them out, then, you know, it's like, I'm so thankful that right now, like, it's like, yes, it's Mental Health Awareness Month. It's like, yes, this should be done, like, all year long. Yeah. All the time. Like, it shouldn't just be a month. No. It shouldn't be a day. It shouldn't be this... Like, people should be posting about this and talking about it every single day. And I think that's, like, such a huge reason why we started GWA Mm -hmm. was to empower the voices that are being hidden. Mm -hmm. To make people feel like they are normal and okay and have, um, have a voice of reason because the darkness can be so dark. Yeah, like... And I said this a few episodes ago when my friend Lauren was like, oh, you need to meet this girl. She has the same thing as like she has these thoughts like you mm-hmm. or like it's called intrusive thoughts. And as soon as I heard that, I was like, OK, so I'm not alone. Yeah. There are other people that have excuse me, <laughs> have unwanted thoughts that pop into. I mean, most everyone. Yeah. Does. Um, I just overthink mine and analyze it and oh dissect it yeah absolutely um but yeah and so I would have like OCD about it and then I would get so exhausted about my OCD Mm -hmm. that I'd be like I'm finished with my rituals I can't do this anymore I'm done I just want to live my life so for like three days or a week, I wouldn't do my rituals. And I'm like, I'm better. Mm-hmm. I'm fixed. And then slowly they would creep back in. Yeah. And then it would just be like a cycle of me doing that over and over again. I still have like little ones sure. that I do. Uh, I think everybody to some extent yeah. has some sort of yeah. ritualistic side to them. So I still do like a few, but now... Now, as I get older, um, the intrusive thoughts have definitely calmed down. Calmed down, and now I know that because you can look at it objectively. Yeah, 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 yeah. Our our point of view on things changes a lot. It's like, um, it's like those quotes of like you know, make sure or it's your perspective on this, and it's like yes, absolutely. 
But it's also, I think the part that people are missing is it's not just telling yourself, well, look at it differently. It's a practice. Mm -hmm. You legitimately have to practice telling, teaching your mind to change the way that it thought before. Mm -hmm. It's It's, like already so hardwired one way. Exactly. And then it's almost like you're, you can almost like set yourself up to fail if you're like scrolling through Instagram and it's just like change your change your thoughts and change your world it's like no like give me an give me a tool book like Mm -hmm. tell me instruction pamphlet like whatever because you can't just tell yours and then you're like why can't I just change my thoughts if I change my thoughts and you can't do that yeah no it's changing how you think and how you react to those things that actually end up changing your mind and changing the way you think yeah um and it's really just like why I feel like again like why we're doing this and why mental health awareness should be all year long yeah like absolutely all year long and I think um just kind of wrapping up with um alongside of mental health awareness and and what you know is going on in our country currently you know Heike and I we definitely never want to get political Political. We're, we're just not we're not going to go down that rabbit hole. Um, but when it comes to mental health and when it comes to women's health, especially, if it is not your body, you do not have the right. No. Leave somebody, your body, leave the other person's body up to them. Yeah, absolutely. And have respect. It, 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 we're going to just like lightly skim about this. It's no one else's choice besides ourselves. Mm-hmm. So, like, step the fuck back. Yes. Way the fuck back. Yeah. Because, no. Our body, our choice. Absolutely. End of story. That shouldn't even be a discussion. Absolutely. We need to be discussing healthcare, mental health, things that, how to raise our children, yeah, what to the teach children them confidence. That, like, yes. No. No. Ugh. Somebody else's body should be nobody else's choice. Exactly. So. Yeah, I think we want to um, wrap up on that. Yeah. Um, and we love you guys so much. And we thank you, you for hopefully talking. I mean, <laughs> I know that we've always said like, we're going to talk about anxiety and hope that doesn't give you anxiety. We really hope that this episode like has not triggered anything. Um, we just wanted to talk about our experience, just get a little bit more of a background on us. And yeah, absolutely. Kind and- of just like how GWA has like, evolved Evolved and and where where we're coming from and you know we're all still like a work in progress and you'll still hear about our anxieties from the past and how we're dealing with it now and yeah the tools we've used but yeah we just wanted to give you like a little brief yeah a little brief into our lives and um please like if you have any questions let us know email us email us we're we're here to listen um we really appreciate you guys so much. Yeah. Yeah. It, it means a lot. And um, we hope that we can open the door of darkness. And, it, you know, if you're stuck there, that that you feel like you have a voice, too. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we love you guys. Love you. Love you.